Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nature City Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Pradelli, and I'm also the CEO and co-founder of Nature City, having started the company over 20 years ago with my wife, Beth. And since then, it's been our pleasure to serve over 500,000 Americans by offering the best supplements we can make. Today, I'm excited because I'm going to be joined by my good friend, Jeff Barry, and we're going to be talking about aloe vera, a passion that we both share. Jeff has been working with the aloe vera plant for, I think, over 40 years and spent the last 25 years at Alcorp, and he actually just retired, so congratulations on that. But he has spent the last 25 years um, at Alcorp, which is one of the, the premier suppliers of, the, of aloe vera and is a trusted supplier and has been a trusted supplier of Nature City for many, many years. I think Jeff retired for about two weeks before he started his own consulting business. It's called Barry & Associates, which is going to continue to work in the aloe vera field and supporting companies so they can bring consumers the best aloe products possible. Jeff is also a valued member of the International Aloe Science Council, or the IASC, a really important organization that kind of serves as an industry watchdog, making sure consumers are protected and can find good quality aloe vera products. Um, but most of all, Jeff is, you know, a good friend to Beth and I and a wonderful person. And Jeff, welcome and thank you for making time for us today. Thanks for having me, Carl. Absolutely. So I always, you know, I'm always interested uh, in people's first experience with aloe vera and like what turned them on, and how they came passionate about the plant. Uh, so if you don't mind, just share like how you first came, were introduced to aloe vera. That. Uh, my first use of aloe vera started in 1977, so I'm, I'm dating myself a little bit, but uh, I go back, and I was I was helping a friend move. You were 10 years old, right? <laughs> I'm sorry? You were 10 years old at the time? <laughs> I wish. I was helping a friend move, and uh, she had a number of aloe plants in her house, in her apartment, rather, and she gave, she gave me one, said thank you, and, and she starts telling me the story of aloe vera this miraculous plant. And if you burn yourself, it's just going to take the burn away in about 10 seconds. And I graciously accepted uh, the gift. And I uh, was thinking to myself, okay, sure. I'm a cosmetic chemist. I've got a master's degree in biochemistry, and I never heard of this miraculous plant juice. <laughs> uh, but as, as, as fate would have it, uh, a few weeks later, I, I burned my hand on the, on the oven rack and broke off a piece of aloe. And I said, okay, I'll put this theory to rest. And I rubbed some on the back of my hand and that felt cool like I expected it to. But then after a little while, the sting stopped and the, the redness was pink and that was disappearing. And about a half an hour later, I'm a believer in aloe vera. Uh, I was more surprised when I found out that the research on aloe went back, uh, started in 1939. Mm. And then I found a company that uh, was growing and processing aloe vera. There's only a couple of companies back then. And uh, got a sample of their juice and started uh, formulating some, uh, some lotions with it. And um, whoever tried it just said, this is the best I've ever used. Uh, and it wasn't anything that uh, I, you know, I did that was so great in the formula. It was the aloe, no doubt about it. Uh, I had a lot of aloe in that product. And um, it, it was so exciting to see what was happening. I made samples. I was giving samples out to friends, and uh, and everybody was saying how great this is, and that got me started. That was 1977, and I've been working with aloe vera ever since, and I swear by it. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, most of our most people, when you 
you know, you've heard you you bring up the topic of aloe vera. I mean, most of them really had an experience. It might have been a burn or a sunburn or just, you know, coming in after the sun and they, you know, want to moisturize their skin. And it's it's aloe vera. I mean, I you know, I remember for me, it was a similar thing. I was a teenager and my mom bought this aloe vera, you know, lotion, topical lotion, you know, that she made us put on after we uh, came from from the beach. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think I even knew Jeff until I was really uh, in my 30s that you could ingest aloe vera. Right. <laughs> I always thought it was this topical, you know, topical thing you use. And uh, I mean, even today, I mean, you know, you can go f- look at skincare products in your local drugstore or even the fancier boutiques in some department stores. And almost every one of them has aloe in it. Right. It's just a, it's just it's quite amazing. But um, so what do you think um, that, you know, you obviously know much, much more about aloe than you did in the 70s. What do you think it is about aloe vera that makes it so unique? It works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, folks, that's all you need to hear. <laughs> yeah. Aloe, in all the years I've been talking about aloe, aloe vera has never let me down. Yeah. Topically or internally. If I tell someone, try some aloe vera, it works. If I tell someone, drink some aloe vera, it usually works. Yeah. Uh, it's never let me down. And uh, my favorite is the skeptic, is the skeptics. Uh, those who tell me, oh, come on, I'm not going to drink this juice. I say, look, do me a favor, just drink it for a week or two and tell me how you feel. And then a week or two goes by and they look at me and they go, oh, I got to admit, Jeff, I'm feeling really good. You're right about the aloe. So. Yeah, no, it's 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 <laughs> it's a great thing. And, you know, usually the first thing I think people feel is their digestive system feels, you know, they just feel, you know, a little more comfort in the digestive system or they just, you know, feel more, I guess, more energized because, you know, just digesting foods better, you know. But um, really, I mean, when I look at aloe, you know, it's it's a pretty complex plant, right? A lot of nutrients and vitamins and all kinds of things. But it doesn't, you know, it has its the polysaccharides, which really is complex carbohydrates, but it's not really so much the individual nutrients. It's kind of how they all work together, right? I mean, right, it, very um, much so. What are your feelings on that? Well, my, my feelings is the same as uh, Dr. Davis, Dr. Robert Davis. He yeah. wrote a book many years ago called uh, Aloe Vera: A Scientific Approach. And in, in his book, he coined the phrase, the orchestra conductor uh, concept. Uh, it's also called the orchestra conductor theory, but it's, it's his theory where the key component is the polysaccharides and the polysaccharides act as the conductor. Now an orchestra can make nice music by itself, but once you add the maestro, once you add the conductor telling which section to hit the notes and which section to play at, the, at that particular time, the music is much richer and much fuller. And that's the same theory. If you maintain the key polysaccharides, the important concept is keeping the polysaccharides in the product, in the aloe, and that makes the product better. Uh, it, it makes it work better. Uh, just like the orchestra makes better music, the polysaccharides makes the rest of the components work better. That's, that's a simple, very non-scientific way of saying it. But the key, the key to good aloe is maintaining and retaining the polysaccharides. No, the polysaccharides are key. Um, you know, I, I would even may go a step further that, you know, kind of all the kind of nutrients are actually key 
in, in their own way, right? Because you want that kind of orchestra to play its best and it needs all the instruments, right? But um, would, you know, and that's, you know, that's why uh, one of the things I love working with you guys at Alicorp is, you know, you're very, you were very careful about making sure all those nutrients are intact, you know, after you harvest and, you know, dehydrate the aloe, um, you know, you want to make sure those enzymes are still there as well as, the, you know, keep, you know, vitamins, just so that orchestra can really perform and do, do its thing. Is that fair? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we covered some of the, um, obviously some of the topical benefits, um, which are more well-known. What in your mind um, and experience are some of the kind of benefits you could experience you know, from taking aloe as a supplement? I think it's, it's the digestive health. Um, I, I've been, like I said, I've been drinking aloe since 1977, and I don't remember the last time I got an upset stomach. Uh, my system just seems to work perfectly. And everybody that I talk to that drinks aloe, they say the same thing. My, my GI system is just in tune. It's running like a well-oiled machine, which it should be. Yeah. That, that I think, uh, I think if you talk to seven out of 10 people that are drinking aloe, I think seven will tell you that they drink it for the digestive health benefit. You know, and one thing I've been thinking about recently is there's a big issue going on right now, a big movement with mental health. Well, my attitude has always been if you're feeling good, if your stomach is feeling good, if your joints are feeling good, if you're just feel good, that's got to affect your mental health. It's got to make you feel good about your, your, you know, physically I'm feeling well, mentally I'm feeling well. No, there's no question about it. And, you know, it's interesting that you brought that up because, um, you know, when a lot of the early aloe research was done with respect to digestive health, you know, no one is ever talking about this concept of the microbiome and prebiotics and all that stuff and gut health and maintaining healthy gut bacteria. And, you know, now you're hearing a lot about that gut brain access, right? <laughs> How yeah. important gut health can affect the brain directly, right? So I think there's, I think there's even more to that, that, you know, hopefully somewhere in the future that'll be explored because, um, you know, what's neat about to me, aloe and the digestive system, it really kind of helps you in like several different ways, right? I mean, we know it can help balance stomach acids, you know, in the mm -hmm. gut. Um, we know, I think you guys at Alcorp did some great research showing that, you know, we take aloe like with, um, I guess it was what, vitamin C, vitamin E, I think B, B12, um, you know, you can enhance the absorption and availability of those, the bioavailability of those nutrients as well. So, um, so nutrient absorption is a way that aloe can help, um, you know, as well as just, hope, you know, like you said, people feel just just feel better, feel the digestive system's working better for them. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if someday we really add aloe working as a prebiotic in the intestines to the benefits, you know? So We've seen that. Um, a, a former, uh, actually, he was a chief science officer at Alocorp. His name is Ken Jones. Ken sure. retired, oh, I think, maybe seven, eight, nine years ago. Yep. Um, Ken was one of the leading authorities, is one of the lead, still is one of the leading authorities on aloe vera. Um, I, I'm still very close friends with him. I talk to him a lot. And he told me years ago about aloe being a prebiotic. Uh, and he, he says to me, you know, you're watching TV lately, you hear a lot about probiotics. A probiotic is something that adds all this good gut bacteria. 
where a prebiotic stimulates all that good gut bacteria. And sure enough, we saw a lot about probiotics, and now we're starting to see more and more promotion of prebiotics. Absolutely. Um, I just always felt that, you know, it's, it's best if your body makes its own defenses. It's best that the body works in conjunction with, 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 with what you eat. Uh, and, and Ken said this to me, he says, what's better, uh, your body producing your own insulin or adding insulin via injection? I, okay, well, that's a little dramatic, but what's better than, than adding that good health b- bacteria uh, than allowing your body to create that good health bacteria? So yeah. prebiotic is a big, big issue for aloe, and I think it's one of the reasons why it's, it's, such, it's so good for digestive health. Yeah, no, I know, you know, now that you mentioned, I remember Ken did that, um, did some work showing um, how aloe was, um, you know, I, I think it was uh, just some in vitro work, some preclinical work showing how aloe could really, you know, help promote increased levels of some key, you know, some of the key bifidal bacteria and some of the other pre, yeah. you know, probiotic bacteria, which is a, uh, which is a great start, you know. Well, hey, look, I think this is a great project for, for Barry and Associates, Ken. I think you should work with some <laughs> university researchers and try to get an NIH grant or something and, and really show this and show this. I mean, you know, that'd be a wonderful piece of research for somebody to undertake for sure. You know? It would be. It would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope yeah. so. You know, it's interesting. Um, and then, you know, of course, aloe um, has also been shown to help with certain aspects of, of metabolic health, right? So just helping you mm-hmm. maintain you know, normal levels of, you know, of blood sugar and cholesterol, you know, um, and, you know, just really, again, help, help support the whole metabolic function, functionality in your body, which is a nice bonus benefit on top of the digestive health. Right, right. Uh, Plus, uh, one of my favorites is inside beauty. Some people are calling it uh, uh, beauty from within basically is the same thing. And and uh, there was an old expression back in the 60s, uh, you are what you eat. Yep. That's very true. That's very true because there's a lot of foods that we can eat that's going to help us maintain healthy skin. And when I say healthy skin, I refer to healthy skin as younger looking skin. Right. Uh, it all depends on how you take it, take care of it topically and internally, uh, inside and out. Uh, so Put the creams and lotions uh, with lots of aloe on your face and make sure you get a good dose of aloe vera every day and you'll stay happy and healthy. No, there's no question about it. Um, you know, and that's, you know, I, you know, I'm just fascinated by this whole gut story. And you know, I mentioned the gut brain access, but there's also people talking about the gut skin access too, right? Right. So, you know, again, you know, <laughs> You know, just aloe's ability to help the intestines as well as perhaps, you know, work from the outside on the skin could be contributing just to helping the appearance, you know, skin, reducing wrinkles and all that type of um, things that we, you know, we all we all enjoy. Um, do you know anything else? Do you have anything? Um, I'm not that familiar. I know you guys did some work with Al Corpett, you know, with skin, uh, particularly uh, specifically with taking aloe internally for the skin. Do you know um, some of the other mechanisms, how it may help the skin internally? Well, we know that aloe does enhance uh, vitamin C, E, and B12. So we're, 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 we're sure that, that, that the enhanced vitamins is making a difference in your skin health. Yeah. Uh, vitamin C does, is, is beneficial to skin health. 
And what that study, this was a study that was done um, some years ago, but it's a good study. And it showed that when you, when you take your vitamins, in this particular case it was vitamin C, vitamin E, and vitamin B12. When you take your vitamins, you're going to see a big spike in, 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 in the amount of vitamin C in your blood. But then it's going to drop very quickly. If you take your vitamins with a couple of ounces of aloe vera, you're going to see that same spike in, 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 in vitamin C in your blood. But with vitamin C and aloe, the vitamin C just seems to last way, way, way longer. It's like all day within 24 hours. So, so you're, you're maintaining those vitamins for a longer period of time, and that has to be beneficial. Uh, the, the, the part with the skin, uh, the, the, the study that we did regarding skin health, that was done in Korea in association with the Korean Food and Drug Administration. And the bottom line of that study was, is that there was a significant reduction in facial wrinkles, a significant increase in skin elasticity, and an increase in collagen production, which is key to good, good, quality, good healthy skin. Uh, it's just clear as it was plain as day that, that drinking aloe is going to benefit your skin along with all the other benefits that you get from aloe. Yeah. And of course, one of the things you need to be doing is drinking quality aloe. No, uh, no, I, no. We're going to get there in a second. I mean, I, I think um, the collagen part was what I was trying to recall, and I think, I think what you meant was um, it reduced the degradation, the breakdown of collagen. You help, is that what al, how al, al helped? No, it actually increased the production of collagen. Oh, wow. Okay, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, we they saw an increase in in collagen production. It was kind of a minor. A part of of that study, the big the big thing of that study was was the uh, the skin wrinkles are decreasing and the skin elasticity increasing, and the, the collagen production was a little bit on the side, but still just just great for your skin, great for your stomach, great for it's just good for general good health. Yeah, you know another sneaky benefit uh, we're seeing in a lot of research of aloe vera that we've tried to take advantage of in Nature City in terms of helping our, our customers is really oral health in the mouth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you see a lot of interesting research with respect to aloe vera and oral health. And, you know, we put aloe along with two oral prebiotics into a lozenge that dissolves in your mouth and helps. Um, and, uh, you know, people love that product. It really just helps, you know, again, improve the whole yeah, the whole environment, the whole environment in the mouth in terms of you know, not only soothing the gums, but just promoting a more healthy, just like the gut has its own microbiome. Mm -hmm. You know, the mouth kind of has its own kind of balance of healthy versus bad bacteria. And um, yeah, it's becoming a very, very interesting um, product that um, people who don't follow aloe vera research as closely as you, was, you or I do may not yet be, be, uh, be aware of. So... Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you Absolutely. know, yeah, no. So you touched on it um, to get these benefits. You know, you have to be taking um, a good quality aloe vera product. And you have to be using an appropriate amount of that of the aloe, too. So maybe um, you could touch on that. You know, um, you know, so much of it obviously starts at the source and how the aloe is grown and, and then you know, process after 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 being harvested. Um, what should consumers look for with respect to, you know, for a good product in terms of you know how it's grown and um, you know how it's processed. You know, we don't want to use too much heat, all that type of thing. What can you advise uh, people there? 
Well, I, I worked for Alocorp for 25 years. Um, I consult for Alocorp. Um, uh, I love Alocorp. I love everything about that company, uh, the owner, the, the employees, uh, the attitude. And the attitude about Alocorp was always quality. Uh, there, was no, there was no second place for any kind of Allo except the best. Uh, Allo Corp has a brand called Active Allo, and some companies have used that as label copy. Uh, the other thing I like to point out to people is, is the International Allo Science Council. Um, and some companies uh, are using the IASC uh, certification logo also as label copy. Yep. It's really simple. Two things. Look for, look for a product that's using uh, International Aloe Science Council certified aloe, and or look for a product that's using uh, Aloe Corp's Active Aloe because Active Aloe is certified by the IASC. Yep. It's guaranteed to have a certain amount of polysaccharides, and it's just an excellent, excellent quality aloe vera. Um, sadly, in some cases, you really don't know the quality of the aloe you're getting. Um, we've tested a number of products, and we found some that claimed to be aloe, and there wasn't any, any aloe in it. And then we saw some that claimed to have uh, you know, a, a big amount of aloe. We couldn't find more than 1% or 2%. Uh, so it's, 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 you need to be a good consumer and just make sure you're buying from a quality company like Nature City, and you're getting a good quality aloe. No, I mean that's very well said. So, um, so let's let's dive a little deeper on a couple of things there, and I definitely want to talk a little bit more about the importance of the IASC, the council you mentioned, and the certification they do of both aloe ingredients and finished products. Um, we're starting with really, you know, obviously you hope the aloe is going to be grown in the appropriate conditions, appropriate climate. Um, because uh, that all helps really just kind of maximize the potency of the plant. But what happens after harvesting is really, really important. I know at Alicorp you have your process called Q-Matrix, which involves very low heat. Again, because you don't want to destroy those delicate nutrients, because we want that whole orchestra, as we discussed before. Right? Yeah. So, um, you know, how important in your view is it to make sure you're buying a product that uses you know, process, either a freeze-drying process or like Q-Matrix like you do you did with Alcorp um, because it's all about keeping those nutrients intact. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Um, and there are some aloe growers, processors, suppliers that want to get, they want to get the aloe out of the, out of the leaf and into a drum as quickly as possible and, and not uh, caring about the quality of the product. And, and uh, chances are when you see a product like that, uh, it's been degraded. The polysaccharides could be degraded into monosaccharides, or they could be, you know, down to maybe one, two, maybe three uh, percent polysaccharide totals. And uh, it's just not quality aloe. It's, it's dead aloe. You want something that's alive. So it's very important. Uh, aloe has to be hand harvested, and it's also very important that uh, you don't take more than two or three leaves off an aloe plant during harvest, or or the plant goes into shock. Uh, those leaves need to be brought into processing within three hours uh, and started. Otherwise, that, that, that gel starts to degrade and we start to lose some of the benefits of the aloe vera. And then the processing starts. Uh, 
you know, it, it's not like squeezing oranges. It's much, much more involved. Uh, the, the green rind has to get stripped off and the, and the gel has to get uh, processed. And then uh, we, we put, the aloe cork puts uh, the aloe into a, uh, a concentrator, much the same that they use for citrus fruits and citrus juices. And we make a, uh, an aloe concentrate, and then that goes into this drying technology, which is a fairly new drying technology. It's actually called refractance window drying. Uh, aloe Corp uh, coined the term Q-matrix, and we trademarked it. Uh, and that's what we call this drying technology. It's a low temperature, short time drying technology. And it's, it's probably the best way to dry. It is the best way to dry aloe. And in my opinion, it's probably the, dress, the best way uh, to dry any kind of a botanical. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely proven to be a great, great innovation. And, um, you know, before we get to the IASC, um, you know, one of my pet peeves, uh, <laughs> and it's gone now for almost 20 years, um, is there's a lot of counterfeit aloe vera or adulterated aloe vera in the marketplace. You know, I thought, yeah, I thought for a while we had really conquered um the problem, but seems to be rearing its head again. Um, just so, again, just so our audience understands, um, you know, whenever you have a pop popular material, um, as aloe vera is, unfortunately, uh, you get some opportunistic people who enter the market selling stuff that really isn't pure or maybe not even be, forget pure, it may not just be aloe at all. <laughs> it may just be starch or something, you know, and, um, you know, you, you know, if you see something that's really, really cheap, well, you know what? It probably isn't aloe. Uh, it really isn't. And, you know, as Jeff mentioned, they did a lot of testing of products at Aloe Corp, you know, as many others have. And it is a true problem. And we're going to talk about how you can overcome that and find a good aloe proc with the ISC certification in a second. But, but Jeff, I mean, what are you seeing? You're closer to it, you know, than even I am. What do you see in terms of adulterated or counterfeit aloe out there? I'm seeing uh, more now than I've seen in the last few years. Uh, and and it, it breaks my heart, quite frankly. And like you, it's one of my pet peeves. Um, over the years, we have tested, and particularly powders, it's, it's really easy to, uh, to adulterate powder. Uh, we tested some. Some were pure, very good quality aloe, and we tested one. It was pure maltodextrin. There was not a, a, a drop of aloe or a flake of aloe in that particular product. Yeah. Uh, this particular company, and she told me she paid $230 for a kilo of, uh, of maltodextrin, which you could buy for about three. So right. it is a real problem. Um, uh, it's something that 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 I want to really focus on now that uh, I've got a lot more time uh, being retired, and, and I want to just just expose this a little bit more than than it has been. Uh, one of the things, as we mentioned earlier, the IASC has their certification program uh, every year. Uh, all the members, uh, if you want your product certified, you submit it to to the IASC. It gets sent out for, at a third party lab, an independent third party lab for testing. And if it meets the parameters, then you have certified product. You can have certified raw materials and you can have certified uh, finished products. So of course, the certified finished product has to have certified aloe in it. Uh, it's, that's pretty much a no brainer. But uh, 
it's 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 a way of showing that hey these products are pure this is a good quality product uh, that's really just and quite frankly Carl and I've said this and I've said this and I've said this if a product is not IASC certified then you really have no idea what you're getting it could be good good perfect quality aloe it could be pure maltodextrin or something in between but uh, Look for quality. Uh, and, the, and the other thing that, that I've got is it's besides uh, 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 the adulteration issue that's going on, it's the misrepresentation issue that's going on. Uh, it's the misinformation that's going on. Um, there's some capsules, uh, aloe capsules that are on the market now. And you look at the bottle and on the front of it, it says 10,000 milligrams. Well, 10,000 milligrams may sound like a lot. But it's actually maybe uh, a third of an ounce of aloe vera juice. That's it. And that's not enough. That is not enough to really give you the benefits that aloe has. That would be like uh, me telling you, uh, uh, oh, you have a headache, take half an aspirin and call me in the morning. You know, half an aspirin is not going to help your headache. And um, uh, a third of an ounce of aloe vera juice is not going to give you any of the great benefits that aloe vera has. Right. So 10,000 milligrams refers to uh, what the fresh... Aloe right. content is, but right. aloe, it's really you're getting 50 milligrams of a 200 to one aloe, so that's where they get the 10,000. Yeah. Very, very, just flat out cheating, if yeah. you ask me. No, no, it's uh, <laughs> it definitely embellishes things for sure. Um, yeah. You know, um, I mean, I think, uh, you know, if I recall correctly, I think it's what 150 milligrams of aloe is about one ounce of fresh gel. Correct. So yeah, you you're right on. You you'd be getting really a third of an ounce with the 50 milligrams, which you know again is not going to um, be doing a whole a whole lot for you, most likely. Um, you know, and um, look, and that's just if people who are actually giving you maybe real aloe. You know? yeah, and you have this right. other issue where you know, and that really you know you talk about it really does break your heart because you know we know aloe could do so much for people and so much for for our bodies. And it's really terrible when people are using counterfeit products, call them counterfeit, I guess they are counterfeit, or fraudulent mm -hmm. products, saying they're aloe when they're not. And they say, you know what, that aloe really, you know, I tried aloe, really didn't help me. It's like, well, you know, well, you're really using aloe, you know? I mean, you know, it's it's, it's really sad if, if they tried something that wasn't aloe and, uh, you know, came to an opinion that may not be a valid one about, about the plant, right? Exactly. And, uh, and uh, Carl, to add insult to injury, we tested some products and, and uh, reported back to the company, the final manufacturer. We said, hey, you're using bogus aloe. This isn't real aloe. It's, it's full of maltodextrin. And, you know, first it's said, oh, my God, I can't, oh, that can't be, that can't be. And, and but then um, after a couple of days, they realized, yeah, there's still aloe in it and uh, it's cheap and I'm okay with it. Yeah. I've had customers tell me that. Uh, yeah, we're okay with it. We'll just keep using what we've got. Uh, there is some aloe in it. We're not saying how much aloe, but uh, we're okay with it. No, I mean, it's it happens a lot. Was that like a uh, topical product? Was that ingestible? This was a topical. Yeah, no, I mean, you see that all the time. And we talk about that a lot. We have a topical aloe product, which, you know, which we call, it's really a double strength product. So, you know, you know, normally like um, aloe being a 200 to one, how do I explain this uh, very easily for, for people? Basically, aloe, aloe basically is made up, you know, if you take like, if you take a liter of aloe, 0.5% is actually aloe, we call aloe solids. 
The rest Correct. of it being water. Right. right. So aloe gel, pure aloe gel is basically 0.5% or half of 1% of these aloe solids. So you would expect when you buy an aloe gel, which is promoted as, you know, you know, potent aloe vera gel or a single or strength, you know, single strength aloe gel to have that same 0.5%. We do it our gels, we actually double up. We go 1% to make it double strength. But what we found, and you've seen this too, I'm sure, is a lot of those products are not even single strength. There's, <laughs> there's just a speck of aloe in there just to get the marketing claim. But again, it's really disingenuous to me. Um, and if you really care about your customers, you shouldn't be doing that. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, we find it more and more in topicals, but we've also seen it in, uh, in juices. Uh, we've tested the juice and we found some where it should be 0.5%. Uh, we found it 0.2, 0.1, uh, very, very low amounts of aloe uh, solids in those particular products. But, uh, you know, they're selling and people are buying them. And and um, I, I just wish they would be looking at a quality product uh, and uh, using a quality product. And I think the difference uh, in, the, in the benefits that they're getting will be, be significantly better. So, so back to the AISC, uh, which, I mean, how would you describe the AISC for someone who doesn't know what it is, Jeff? Was, was uh, the AISC is, it's a, it's a nonprofit business development group. Uh, we, we act as a watchdog over the industry. That's one of the things. The heart of, of the IASC is the certification program where you can have your product certified. But the IASC has done a lot of good things, which has definitely, definitely helped the aloe business over the years. And one of those was a few years ago, uh, California has what they call Proposition 65, uh, where if any product that has any kind of a a hint that it might cause cancer, it goes on the Prop 65 list. So they wanted to put, California wanted to put Prop 65, wanted to put aloe vera on the Prop 65 list. Um, the IASC got involved. Uh, we met with the Food and Drug Administration, and we quickly pointed out to the FDA that, wait a second, the product that was tested is non-decolorized whole leaf aloe vera. Well, you can't buy non-decolorized whole leaf aloe vera in the U.S. Nobody's making it. So we pointed that out to them, and, and the FDA was right there, and, and they listened intently, as a matter of fact. And it came down to, they said, okay, when, when we describe the aloe that is used in this study, it will be non-decolorized whole leaf aloe vera. And that's what's listed on Prop 65. Yeah. Non-decolorized whole leaf aloe vera. You can't buy that in the United States. Right. But it's on the list, and it needs some explanation. But once we explain to people what the story is, it's... No problem. I'm good with it. So, yeah. So let's try to fill in some blanks for users who may not be familiar with some of the terminology we're discussing here. So what Jeff is referring to, aloe has uh, what's, you know, outside the gel, if you look at the plant, there's like a yellow-colored, yellow-ish colored sap, I guess, or aloe latex. It kind of just covers the plant, which contains a high concentration of these compounds called antroquinones, okay? There's aloe, there's a modin, 
These compounds um, you don't want in your aloe product, okay, because they have really, really strong laxative properties, too strong. And uh, I think for a long, long time, those have not been sold in aloe products in the United States. So it would be misleading to say, to put aloe on some list of expressing some cautions about, you know, cancer or whatever, um, with, you know, with these antiquinones, because those products are not sold here. And if they are, you shouldn't be using them. Um, certainly shouldn't be using them without a doctor's supervision. So, um, so aloe is basically being mischaracterized in the marketplace by certain regulators. And that's where I think the IASC jumped in to say, wait a second, you're not talking about a product that's sold in the marketplace and you're just misleading customers um, causing, you know, maybe causing concerns that don't really exist. Is that a good characterization, Jeff? Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Um, and, and quite frankly, Carl, if this nature city thing doesn't work out for you, I'll get your job selling aloe vera. You're, you're quite knowledgeable. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Jeff, there's only one about 200 nutrients I need to be up to speed on. So you get to do yeah. aloe. I got to do like a lot of these. <laughs> <laughs> There was also, uh, more recently, there was a similar issue in Europe. Yes. Uh, and uh, the European Commission wanted to, they wanted to ban internal use of aloe vera. That's how serious they were about it. And again, the IASC got heavily involved along with another, a number of other um, uh, consumer groups and got them to raise the limit uh, where it was supposed to be, uh, they wanted it to ban uh, they allowed it to be uh, 10 ppm anthraquinones. And meeting 10, 10 ppm anthraquinones is, is easy. Yep. Any, every company should be able to do that. So, But again, there's the IASC working to make, to make the, the industry better and helping the no, industry. There's no question so, about it. And look, I think we should mention one of the things that the IAS, IASC tests for in, in certification process. By the way, Nature State only uses IAS... IASC certified aloe vera materials. And we also have our true aloe product that's certified um, by the AASC. But one of the things that it tests for, in addition to the polysaccharide and the potency content, is the level of these, you know, potentially harmful antiquinones. Okay. Right. So I don't know. I think, Jeff, you still got to be below 10 parts per million um, to qualify. I know. Al Corps, I know that all the owl materials we use are routinely well below one. I mean, almost like um, almost close to zero, right? Yeah, yeah. The the IASC limit is ten ppm. Uh, Al Corps limit is uh, one ppm. Right. Uh, we we have no problem getting that, or I, I should say, Al Corp has no problem getting that. But um, yeah. better to be safe and sorry, and and uh, do it right. 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 And you know, without these compounds in there. Uh, without these antiquinones, um, which again really are not in in products in the U.S. marketplace, um, aloe has been shown to be a very, very, very safe supplement to take over. Absolutely, absolutely. Over, I, I know uh, people years like and me. Years. I've been, you know, I know a lot of people like me have been drinking aloe for for 40, 45 years, and uh, just just feel great and do great and look great. So no, that's great. Uh, but you know, it does bring up a point though. If you do uh, if you have an aloe plant, you know, in your home, backyard, wherever, and you do want to kind of cut, cut off a fresh leaf and use aloe, you know, the aloe gel in a smoothie, or whatever, you want to wash off that yellow sap, that latex, for the same reasons we're discussing. It contains those 
antiquinones that we don't want. So just, you know, just be careful of that. Or just uh, buy, you know, our products and and not worry about it because it won't be in there either. So <laughs> that's what I tell people. <laughs> um, so uh, Jeff, how much aloe you think would you recommend people, you know, take daily, you know, just for you know, just for general wellness, digestive health, and some of the other things we talked about. I always suggest two ounces. Uh, two ounces has been an efficacious dose. It's uh, two ounces have been, has been used in a number of studies uh, with positive out, outcomes. Uh, so it's it's definitely two ounces a day uh, should should keep the doctor away. Uh, that yeah. equates, like you brought up earlier, Carl. That equates to 150 milligrams of of the 200x powder. Uh, 200x comes from again. You mentioned aloe is is one half percent. Uh, solid, so 0.5% solid. So 0.5 times 200, we're back to 100%. So uh, that little amount of solids, you add all that water back into it, you got your aloe vera juice uh, and, and you've got your 0.5% solids. If you're taking a capsule, then I say uh, 300 milligrams of aloe vera powder a day is equivalent to two ounces, which is an efficacious dose. Uh, some people take more. Um, I don't know why. Uh, I, I know one person takes about six ounces a day, and all he's doing is is creating very expensive urine. Um, it's it's not it, it's too much to be assimilated into the body. So two ounces is more than enough. Great, great, great. So before we wrap up, um, you know what else? You know what do you think the future for Al holds, or what would you like to see? Um, you know, as we move forward with respect to aloe vera. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see a, a, a bottle of aloe in everybody's refrigerator or a, or a jar of your product in everybody's cupboard and everybody taking aloe as a, as a supplement that uh, I don't I don't think so. But the future of aloe is very bright. It's strong. It's growing. Um, the CAGRs uh, for the next seven, eight, nine years is six, seven, eight uh, percent. Imports are growing. Uh, production is growing. There's new fields being being planted in Mexico all the time. China is very into aloe vera. Um, I'm, I'm reading reports of aloe farms growing in uh, in, in 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 Africa. Um, wherever it's warm, wherever the wherever you're not going to get a freeze, you can grow aloe. And uh, we're going to see more and more aloe products. We're going to see more and more aloe being used in in, in supplements. Uh, more and more aloe being used in topicals. More and more aloe juices for sale. Uh, aloe's here to stay uh, because it works. Agreed. Agreed. Well, look, the more people that get exposed to real quality aloe vera products, I agree, the better. But again, emphasis, folks, is on quality. So, exactly. um, you know, be, just, it's really important to find out where your aloe is from. Make sure it's certified by the AAA. Why am I struggling with this today? I always say this. The A. Uh, IASC, the International Aloe Science Council, seal of approval. The seal right. means it's real, right? That's exactly so, right. Um, so anyway, well, Jeff, really, this has been great. Um, I'm sure people got a lot of value out of it. So thank you so much for making time. Again, if you're interested in learning more about aloe vera or Nature Seed's aloe vera products, uh, you can find them on natureseed.com. And again, Jeff, thank you so much. And um, you know, look forward to continuing the conversation at a later date. My pleasure, Carl. And thank you very much for having me. And if there's anything I can do for you and Beth, uh, give me a call. We absolutely will. So that's it, everybody. 
thank you very much uh, for joining us and we will see you next week. 